guys we are back again gray and i for the review of star trek lower decks season three episode two the least dangerous game it's called and gray's already he's got his um was that a normal handshake gray or was that like a, a well, i've just thought of something is, normal hands has anyone ever done that though <laughs> done it like this Put, did two of them yeah <laughs> i suppose you could or you go like this right? what is that do you ever remember a program called uh, Mork and Mindy in the in the states? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, yeah it was always like Nanu Nanu, wasn't nanu, it? Nanu Nanu, yeah. <laughs> nanu Nanu. I miss yep. that show. God, God bless uh, Mr. Williams, a bit of a legend. Yeah. Um, we're already digressing. We haven't even started, Gray. Oh, uh, by the way, you see that seventeen oh one back of me. Well, here's the here's the model that just came in. Ta-da. <laughs> so I have the I have this sitting on my desk now, so I can look at it. You don't have the giant versions, Gray. You see, I'll show you this no, in no. another video. I've got the Excel versions, and mine mine is bigger than yours. Is all I'm going to say. Yeah, I know. I have but, actually uh, a 1701 original Enterprise TOS. Oh yeah, which is about which is about that big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's bigger uh, than in Excel. A, that's in that's in my uh, uh, bedroom. That's old. E- that Eagle Moss. No, you know what? I don't remember who. So they, did they don't it, do that big. I don't think. Well, the, there used to be a plate on it, and it yeah. and it was it was to show you how old it is. It was the 25th anniversary of Star Trek, uh, and we're already at 53 years, right? You're not that old, Gray. You don't look a day so, over 33. <laughs> so I had bought that a long time ago, and it's it's actually the color is white. Yeah. With, you know, it has the colors of the nacelle and the, and the dish and everything. But also what's cool about it is the bridge has a removable piece. So you oh, can yeah, pull yeah, yeah. the top of the bridge off and see the bridge, and then you know put it back on. Yeah, cool. yeah, that's smart. That's smart. But we we will we will do an episode where we talk about ships and our favorite ships, sure. and we'll probably do an Eagle Moss special at some point soon as well because I mentioned before that they hey, look, are kind of going bust. If I ever win the lottery, then I'll change this entire room into Star Trek. But until then, oh yeah. There's there's guy Gray there there is guys that have done that before. Oh, I, there was a oh, guy yeah. in London that actually put his whole room into the bridge, and I just was like, wow. Not for me. I, I even if I had that kind of money, that's too much. Um, but yeah, uh, if, if we're showing off, then no, I don't have a model ship. They're all here, but but I do have a Star Trek T-shirt on, yeah. and I do have a mic that looks like. Once I change it, I'm going to get it to change like the warp, warp core. core. But it's slowly going up and down, pulsing uh, that oh, there nice. It is, there it is. There it is. There, there we is. go. The the nice blue. That's what we need. <laughs> uh, anywho, anywho, right. So this episode, uh, briefly, I I enjoyed. It was better than the first one. It was funnier. Um, it was more Boimler classics, uh, and I just had a good laugh with it. But we'll kick it off at any point as usual. Gray, just jump in with any comments or points that you have. Uh, we just take a lot of bullet points. It makes our lives easier to know what we're actually talking about. Uh, I will say, to begin with, we see 
uh, and I almost forgot about this point, Gray. We see the Sutos back to fighting form. It's been fully uh, repaired. It's got all its hull plating back on. So you must think there's a decent length of time between the first episode and the second episode. It's good to see it not, back to top. Not really, because it is a cartoon. So they don't oh care about God, time. Oh, my God, God. He's trolling exactly. already, guys. I am sorry. Things happen immediately in cartoons, like poof. That, that, that's it. Yes, yes. Let's pretend it's not a cartoon, though. Which if you, is. If you think, you know, now I just thought about this. If you think about it, what's the most cartoonish in that way in Star Trek? It would be Q, because all Q ever did was snap his fingers and stuff. Oh out. yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, <laughs> that's uh, omnipotent Q, though. Yeah, that's different. He yeah. he would be great in in one of the in Lord Dex or something properly. Or uh, yeah. our prodigy, or something like that. But no, we do we do the see the Sutos back to fighting form. A bit of time has elapsed. It's got its all its uh, hull plating back on, and it's looking good. Um, our first um, our first proper scene is uh, with the ensigns. All and I think we both enjoyed this point here, Gray. The ensigns are all sitting around a table in the Lord decks, playing a board game uh, made by well, not made. It's got the voice of uh, General Martok or Chancellor Martok in it, uh, voicing everything. Like, just a normal board game with the dice and whatnot. But it turns out it's a uh, kind of RPG Ferengi knockoff, uh, which I really, really had a chuckle with. I think you liked that as well, didn't you, Gray? Oh, I thought the board game was was probably my most favorite uh, thing in the entire episode. I <laughs> I was just, I was going back and replaying it. Yeah, same just to hear all the lines, because there were so many of them. We, can't, we didn't even have time to bring them all to you right now. There was just too many. But when I, when I heard, when I heard uh, the actor, um, J.G. Hertzler, excuse me, yeah. uh, come back to do the voice again, I was going like, well, is that yes. really, is that him? And I'm going like, damn, that is him. <laughs> I, I, like in his, is in his earlier mid-70s that he came back and did this. That was pretty cool. I, I love Martok. I love the actor that plays him. He's, he's even more... Um, uh, epic than Geron, which I love as well. I love that to play him as well. But you know, for me, Martok was oh, out, yeah. outside Worth is the best Klingon for me. I just love the guy. Yeah. Uh, it was great to see him. What was the line that you really liked about this Gray that you noted down? I just thought it was funny when they're both playing the game. There's lots of funny lines, but then all of a sudden, uh, <laughs> Boimler says he's been waiting for the Gowron expansion for months. <laughs> I heard that. I'm going like, oh no! Yeah, great. <laughs> it was classic. That was classic. I really uh, liked it. That was. You could just imagine ourselves or any of the guys from our gaming community being these Lord Decks, Lord Deck officers, being ensigns, just playing things like this because we're gamers as well, aren't we, Grace? So you could just imagine going, God damn, Gray, I've been waiting for this Gowron expansion for like six months and they've delayed it yet again. The studio's delayed it yet again. Typical. I'll tell you what I would love to see, and I probably you probably would too. I would love to see them actually do it and bring out a game and use Martok's voice. It doesn't have to be Ooh. a long game. It could just yeah. be something that's that's kind of a short version of what we saw so it would so it would be a, it would be like a real game but but a yeah. shorter kind of comedic thing that would be like that would be epic dude i can i can up that for you i can do one better do that but don't just have martok have just a star trek board game with voice actors in general and martok's oh, in yeah. it sure, sure. 
whoever you can get, and then it's the best of both worlds. I'd love to say I'd pay money for that. Of course I would. Um, so yeah, they're all they're all playing their board game, getting right into it. Rutherford absolutely loves this. Boimer's absolutely loving this. Uh, maybe not so much Beckett, but then she's always a little bit moody. Uh, they get news afterwards, Mister Gray, that uh, and now this this character I didn't know about or I've forgotten. Maybe he was in one of the previous seasons. Maybe you'll know, but Vendom, mm-hmm. uh, the kind of purple looking dude, he gets a field promotion. Um, and the guys are really jealous because he's doing, he's a yes sir man he volunteers for the good missions, the bad missions he does everything, do you remember this character at all? Uh, yeah, yeah I do, I, I don't I don't remember him that much, but I do remember seeing the character popping up here and there Yeah, but it was it was more of a kind of a forgettable kind of it was there and it was okay, but it was more forgettable so I think in a way that was better because they picked him as being promoted to captain because you're kind of like Wait a minute! Did I see that character before? Oh yeah, yeah. It was a field promotion, wasn't it? So I don't know what what rank it was. Did no, they never said he made captain? Did they actually say that? Right? Okay, oh, I missed yeah. that oh, point. Yeah. Then yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's I, why I he was. was just... That's why Bomler was flipping out. He's going like captain. I said, "How did he make captain?" <laughs> How's that and then he was reading the however it happened on his pad or whatever it was, and yep. it, and the first couple of lines he read under his breath, and it said. Uh, Vendome's meteoric rise to captaincy. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. He, he, was he, like he, a, yeah, it was funny. He, he done the right thing, so he gets his promotion. It makes everyone jealous, uh, and Boimler decides. You know, uh, you, you just see the look in his face. You know, he's he's clearly pissed off, um, and it's because he's not a yes man. Boimler. Boimler has to be more of a yes man. I think he's told. Uh, we then we then see it then kicks into another gear this episode where we've got Billups the uh, the chief engineer who you know he's not one of the main guys because it's it's based on the Lord Dex characters but to see the senior characters from time to time it has to be done it's important you get Billups and Rutherford who I I love Rutherford he's he's the geek's geek he really is Um, and they are heading down to see uh, a species called the Delaneans. Now, I don't know the name of the planet, Delania, Delanian, I don't know, but they're called Delanians, uh, and I probably misspelt this when I put it down. I don't even care, Gray. Um, the, 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 the twist here is they're going down to the planet where they should normally, because they're engineers, those two, aren't they? They should be on this uh, space elevator, or space lift, as Beckett keeps calling it. Yeah, they or, should or be, was it orbital lift? Or, or orbital like lift or something, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, those two should have been so. Basically, we have Beckett, we have we have Ransom. They stay on to re- make repairs because Ransom wants to basically get one up and Beckett because they don't like each other clearly. Whereas Phillips and Rutherford go down to meet the Delaneys. It should have been reversed, and that's just a recipe for disaster straight away because you knew the proverbial yeah. was going to hit the fan. Um, the next bit I think you'll you'll be a big fan of, Gray, because uh, I had a chuckle at this. You like shacks. I like shacks. Um we have Boimler who's um because he's he's at this stage he's not a bold Boimler, he's he's not saying yes to everything, he's still saying no when he was invited to a game at Spring Ball. I may have got the name of the, the sport wrong, but he says no initially and then he's kinda you know, egged on to say, you know, come on. You, you want to be you want to be the captain, don't you? So he runs he runs after the guy. Yep, let's play some spring ball, uh, and then we just 
a lot of chuckles for this episode. We just see Boimler with more of those epic screens getting shoulder charged by Shaxx, like a almost like an American football or rugby tackle. Um, and he spends most of that scene just screaming like a little girl. You're a big fan of Shaxx, aren't you, Great, like myself? Oh, I love him. He's great. Yeah. Him and the cat. That's my favorite. Yeah. Like and, then, and, and, and then afterwards you get... Uh, with the, the screaming out of the way, Shax is like, you done great? And he's like, really? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I yeah. love the way you scream and and and, and you cry like a little girl, you know? Uh, and he's like, all right, okay, thanks. So what, what did Shax do? This was a massive body swerve. I didn't see this curveball coming at all. Shax invites him to, I don't know what he calls it, Gray, but I've noted down here a crying choir. Yeah, it was a Bajoran... Something is some special thing that Bajoran. Something, do. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I believe it. it. Lot, I believe uh, it. Yeah, it meant a lot to him. Apparently, whatever it is, and, and <laughs> yeah, but I didn't know what he was talking about exactly. And then yeah. they cut to the scene where all the people are in the room, and they're just they're like humming or singing some <laughs> kind of very bad opera, and they're all sitting there, all crying. I'm like, we, what's going? What what are they, going on? Where are they even singing? Great, I think. That scene, I literally it just sounded like they were chanting. I guess ch- a, a chant the whole time is it was like a long, prolonged cry. Yeah, because you see the tears and stuff. I was like, wow, okay. And apparently, he's a natural at it. Who would have known? <laughs> I like when he came up to him and he said, "He said, well, you were really good at that. You honored." He goes, "You honored the prophets." Oh, he yes. goes like, "If you," and then Shax goes, "If you ever need me, I'm just a com badge away." I'm like, Boimler's gone. Yeah, okay. One nil. There's there's one I'll pull out in the bag later if I if I need a favor done. You know. Uh, yeah. So yeah, anytime we get to see Shaxx, Gray and I are happy. We love the guy, uh, and we like to see some more. Um, some of the cultural stuff of Star Trek, some of the yeah. canon. So we learn something about Bashorans uh, that they're really good at crying choirs. Who knew? Uh, <laughs> progressing on, we have we have um, we have. Wait, I, want to, uh, I want to interrupt one second. I, I hope I don't know if they're going to do it, but I hope that since he he went out of his way uh, to tell Blumler that if you need me, just hit your com badge. I want to see to them it. bring that up. Yeah, yeah. even Good if show. it's like five episodes later, they got to do it. Yeah, I mean, if they don't, I'll be disappointed. So let's we'll see. Yeah, because he he's he's once become captain one day, doesn't he, Grace? So he has to pull out all the tricks in the bag to get a one. So yeah, I hope they do pull it out and they make it funny as in typical lower decks, lower deck style. Um, we, we move on to as I've noted down here, Ransom and Beckett having their usual ding dong back and forth. They're on they're on the uh, the space platform, the lift, the elevator, whatever you want to call it. And they're literally just having a back and forth about how you do things and why you're why it's going down the way it's going down. These guys clearly don't like each other at all, Gray. Um, and he's basically doing this because he's wanting to keep Beckett in line. Um, that you've noted down here, Gray, that you liked the back and forth between them. It was it was decent, but not not amazing. I have to agree with you. It's kind of getting a bit tiresome now, but. It's also entertaining at the same time, you know? I mean, I understand the, the repartee between them and why they do what they do. It's just that they're doing it so many times, over and over and over. I'm yeah. like, okay, okay, I get it, I get it. You know, already. Uh, and so it just was, it was not bad. It just was kind of like, yeah, yeah, whatever. There was other parts that were better. 
I reckon they'll be pals at some point. If it's not later on this season, it'll be a later season because you can't stay pissed at each other the whole time. They'll literally, I think it'll get to a stage where they'll just... And we'll get onto it maybe later on in the episode. There's a point where they kind of maybe kind of mutually respect each other a little bit and got on a little bit better, but it's uh, it's clearly begrudged, I would say, is the best way to describe it. Um, it would be really funny. I don't, know, I don't think they'll do this, but wouldn't it be weird that if, let's just say for... I'm just bringing this up because it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Let's say for argument's sake that Lower Decks runs, I don't know, five years, right? Yeah. And then in the last season or the last couple of episodes, it goes from comedy to straight serious. That's what I would do. No, 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 no. You know where I'm going to go with this one? And I'll, I'll uh, the Orville, yeah, which I love, but it's just got rid okay. of a lot of humor. Okay. But yeah, I just, I don't want to, to leave it the way it is. No, but I'm, what I'm thinking, what I meant was it's the very last episode, the yeah. very last, that it goes total serious because in itself that would be funny, because that's yeah. something you wouldn't you wouldn't expect. Okay, you know, yeah, I I can buy that, Gray. I can buy that. Yeah, as long have, as it's not season this one. Then it would be cool. Again, I'm, we're not the writers, right? But we love coming up with. Weird Thank God. Ideas. So what if what if they did a mirror episode? Oh, mirror, right. But the mirror yes. universe is everything they're doing. But straight up serious, absolutely no comedy. Yeah, but every every <laughs> series seems to do mirror episodes, and Discovery was doing know, a bit too much of it. So yes, I think they should do it just the once to say that they've done it because that would be cool, and that probably will happen at mm-hmm. some point. But as long as they don't rip the arse out of it, then I would say that's yeah. the, the most yeah. important thing. Um, but yeah, no, it's a good shout. We'll see what happens on it, on Gray. Uh, we <laughs> again more chuckles because I'm reading here. Rutherford and Billups lapping up the Delaney's uh, hospitality. They literally, their way, uh, Gray, of um, instead of handshakes and, and formal, formal uh, niceties and whatnot, they they literally kiss all the time uh, with tongues, yeah. as Rutherford, Rutherford actually no adds way. in here. <laughs> no other way to explain it. They're just, they, they get romantically involved in all their conversations. It was, it was funny, too, when there was a scene of the two of them and like behind them was one of the women or whatever, and she's going like, <laughs> like, <this. laughs> like and they're and loving it. Going like, wow, they're they're kind of sitting back. You know, it, it looks like some kind of resort. Uh, you know, somewhere in the Caribbean yeah. or whatnot. They're just sitting back on their deck chairs, having drinks. These beautiful women all around them, looking scantily dressed, scantily clad, kissing away, and all that. They're loving. They're living the high life. It's surely bound to go down south. Um, and no, I didn't mean that. Uh, but moving on from those guys here lapping up the Delaneyans, we were back on the Cerritos and we are in, I don't know what it's called, it's their equivalent of 10 forward. So they're in the lounge area chilling yeah. out and they, I always forget what the green lady's called. Oh, the, uh, the Ryan uh, girl. The Ryan girl, yeah. Um, yeah. But these two, she's good friends with Boimler, so they're in there talking away. Boimler's fed up of being always a no man, so he wants to be a yes man, and he wants to be more positive to be involved in things, because that's how the other guy became captain so quickly. Bendel. I, uh, I want to ask you a question, though, about mm-hmm. again, I can't remember the green character's name now, all of a sudden. Vendy? I think it's Vendy. Vendy, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, Vendy. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in watching this over the seasons and stuff like that, I was trying to figure out whether they were trying to start some romantic-ish kind of things between Boomler and 
Beckett, but then that kind of no, it's Bezzled our friends. Yeah. Then I would then it would look like it was Bendy and uh, Rutherford. Uh, Rutherford, right? Yeah, uh, I thought so as well. And and that was that seemed to be going right down the road of something romantic. Then I don't know. That seemed to cool off some, and then all of a sudden, Bomler. I don't know if you noticed this, but when she was talking to to Bomler. She's in a towel and just came out of the shower. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. Of course, I noticed okay. that, mate. I'm a red blooded male. Then, uh, hold on, and then she goes and puts his her hand on his foot. I don't know if you noticed this now. And he puts her, his her hand on his foot, and what does he do? He pulls the foot back. Real yeah, because he's a pussy man. He just oh my right. God. So I'm I remember the like, first episode mm. with the woman. He doesn't yeah. attention is not his thing. He, he doesn't like it. He's uncomfortable with it. So you now know? the weird thing is like what? So what does Bendy want here? I'm trying. Or where is the romance? I, she, I don't know. Grace, she wants loving is. from someone, anyone at this stage. Rutherford's <laughs> they're in the pal zone. Uh, Boimler's a little pussy and just really needs to sleep with someone on the crew. Man, come on, it's just taking forever, man. This guy's so much attention. Uh, but no, I saw her in the tell and I actually thought for one moment she was going to like turn round. So you only see her back and then take off the towel and probably start getting changed. I, I was, yeah, I was wondering about that. I said, they're going to push this. It's not a child's further. program. This is an adult's uh, animated show. So I think yeah. it's, I don't know what it is in the States, whatever the equivalent is, Greg, but here it would be a 15 certificate, 15 years of age and above, or a yeah. 12A and above. So it's not designed for kiddies for sure. Uh, yeah, I think and, it, over here it's like thirteen. Uh, excuse me, like fourteen plus or something. That like makes that. sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because yeah. it is. And Prodigy is the one for the uh, for the kiddies. But Gray and I both prefer that one to 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 Lord X. But I still I like think, Lord well, X. I, where I, it is. I, yeah, I think Prodigy is <laughs> a straight up serious take yeah. animated show, which I like um, because there hasn't really been. I mean, TOS did the animated series way back. The pro. The, the thing with that one, though, way back when it came out, is that the story was the stories were top notch. All mm. the stories were top notch. They did in Star Trek the animated series, but the animation was filmation, and it was like it was not good. It was not good. No, yeah. It, those episodes actually, the original series stuff, great. It was the same writing quality as the original episodes. Mm. It was like an original episode, but just an animated form. Right. Um, and I haven't seen those episodes, I've only seen snippets I don't really have a big interest in watching them, I'll just focus on the original series episodes for now um, but yes um, yes, we digress, we do that a lot as you'll probably discover here people it's uh, called the trackway, what do you expect? it's the trackway, it's the trackway or the highway so, you know, what, what do you expect? <laughs> anyhow, um, so yeah, so after the delay in love um, and we're back on the Cerritos and there's the heart to heart between uh, Vendy and uh, Boimler, he's going to become more of a yes man. The next thing, so, uh, the next thing or question that someone proposes to him, he's going to say yes. Little does he know, there's a big, massive dude called Crunch. He looks like he just looks like a big ass monster, like proper something out of not Star Trek anyway. And he is best way of describing this. Great, it's it's. He's got. He's hangry. He's he's used to hunting. Uh, he can't hunt his species because he's on the Cerritos, and you can't just go hunting Starfleet officers, as tempted as it may be. So he's going about asking permission for someone to hunt. Uh, Vendy says you should go down to. Uh, we've seen this before. Uh, you should go down to. Uh, uh, where am I thinking here? You should go downstairs. You should get an injection. You should. 
calm down because you're going a bit nuts. But he asked Boimler, do you want to go, could you be my prey? And he went, yes. I realised what he just actually maybe said and went, uh-oh. So he's now officially prey. He's got one hour to prepare. And this, <laughs> Bendy's like, you've got one hour, run. And then, I'm sorry, like, uh, uh, Jack Quaid, I, I would love to be in that recording booth with him or a fly in the wall because you're just sitting there with a mic in front of your face and you just have to scream like, you yeah. know, and I'm not going to scream down the mic. I don't want to blow people's ears, but I just laugh every time I hear him scream, uh, Gray, because it's the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see him run off then, of course. And uh, yeah, run off where he's going to hide. That was that. That was my favorite. Uh, next to the game, the game was the my the favorite for me of that episode. The whole crack thing, next, yeah. That was my next favorite. Cranch was great. I'm sitting there going like, no, they're not doing this, and they go like, oh yeah, they are. And yes, it, they are. It was great, and like you had, I think you had. Uh, you had mentioned to me off off camera about it being a predator type guy, and it, uh, clearly yeah. he was he, he was acting like a predator ish kind of creature. Oh, um, but it was cute. It was really uh really good. I like the way they handled it. Did you not recall when he's actually looking for prey initially? Uh, it was just before Boiler agrees. He's looking at people with his uh, kind of predator type vision, and I got yeah. predator the movie <laughs> vibes big time. I went, I like where they're going with this one there. Um, so you're right, actually. The red, the red, the reticle, the red. Yeah, reticle. yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of red because it's the color of being scared, probably in his yeah. case. Um, <laughs> uh, we we're back. We go back next to the space platform, um, and because Ransom's not an engineer, and he was just doing this to piss Becca off, he is. I've noted down here, great. He's looking for. He's looking at the Star Trek Futures equivalent of YouTube. On how to, you know, and, and a fix it, how to do it, guide, a fix it guide, if you like. And I had a chuckle at that. I was like, I always wondered what YouTube would look like uh, in the 24th century. And now we know it still exists. We're, out, we're still in the job, Gray. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I did have a chuckle at that. Uh, but as he's checking this, we're getting, uh, we're getting a, a, a call in from Billups and Rutherford. It's kicking off on the planet. Uh, <laughs> I try to keep a straight face saying this because Billups, no, no, Billups tried to go into one of Delaney's sacred places, maybe a temple, uh, without uh, showing their belly buttons off, their navels to be posh. Uh, and who who knew that all the women going about with just like boob tubes and like short sleeve tops on and showing their belly buttons off, that we thought that was normal. Partly that is their custom, their way of doing things. The Billups goes in there without showing it, and it split World War Three down there. It's starting to kick off. Uh, what is uh, what is the what is the commander do? He's like, nah, just you'll be fine, and quote the prime directive and all this stuff, and you know, it's just and we apologise. And sometimes you think he's not the best commander going, uh, and then afterwards, we're more more crunch uh, game chasing. Uh, we start the hunt officially because Boimler comes round to his place, uh, you know, basically asking, you know, almost for forgiveness that he's wanting to kind of escape from this plan, but it's too late. He's locked in. Crunch tells him there's three types of prey, um, yeah. uh, and and Boimler, Boimler is just like, ah, right, okay, uh, I'm screwed. When does the hunt start? Crunch says now. Cue more epic screaming. Jack Quaid and running away <laughs> this whole time there's like 
predator type devices being thrown after him, like the boomerang and stuff that stops when it gets to the corner and then goes back and chases the, the person in question. More epic screaming. And I noted down here, uh, Gray, you, you, you probably haven't missed this, but you'll recall the point here. He's trying to hide, so he runs into Cetacean Ops where the dolphins are. And I've been waiting years for Cetacean Ops is officially was officially announced in Star Trek a long time ago as being a thing in some starships, right? But you never saw it. It was supposed to be maybe even on uh, Enterprise D, but you never saw it. Now you saw it here and everyone's flipping their shit. Like, yes, it's finally here. I don't remember the Dolphins' names, but those two, but but, uh, Boimler jumps in and you just see the Dolphins saying, oh, dude, that is just wrong, jumping into the tank with your shoes on. No, who does that? No one does that. But he escapes temporarily, doesn't he? He he goes through a side hatch, gets out. There is uh, no initial sign of Crunch. Well, I love this character, Crunch. I think you did as well, Gray, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I'd like to to see him bring him back. That's how much I liked him. Yeah. He's pretty cool. Yeah, I definitely... Because there was one little point. There was one little point where he he actually stops in the hunt to talk to the captain and thank her for the samosas. And this whole time, you think he's going to kill Boimler. He's just switching like this from left to right. So, yeah, big fan of Crunch. We hope to see him back again. Uh, I I got to point one uh, out one scene with Crunch. I don't know if you noticed, but when when Boimler first went to his, I don't know if it was his quarters or what what it was, to talk to him, um, he was uh, doing his meditation or whatever it was over some candles or something that looked like candles and they started something yeah and all of a sudden the candles go <laughs> out went high, and yeah. there's smoke and he goes and he breathes it in and then his pupils go like real small <laughs> yeah no that's the and that's I, the that's the I bit i mentioned that. before i don't know if, any, if anybody even caught on to that one and it just kind of like boing and i'm like oh boy <laughs> no that was about mentioned before when he was uh, at his quarters talking to him the hunt began yeah. there and then but i yeah. i forgot a bit about, about the section where he snorted in the uh, the Star Trek uh, drugs and um, got a little bit high and up for it. As if he wasn't high and up for it already, but hey-ho. Yes, I do remember that. That's a good shout, Gray. Uh, we're back down on the planet Delania. I'm calling it planet Delania. I don't even care now, Gray. Um, and uh, <laughs> I'm just reading this bullet point, man. Uh, Delanians are pissed because Billups has an outie. As in, and a belly button that sticks out the way and doesn't go in. And to be fair, anyone with an outie, maybe there is cause for sacrifice, to be fair. You know? But that's, a side, <laughs> that's, an, that's another comment. Uh, so he's to, be, uh, he's to be sacrificed for having an outie to Margot, the, sen- the sentient volcano. You, can, you just couldn't make this up if you tried. I, I know, I'm going to go like, what? <laughs> See a talk, and every time they talk, it's bubbles, right? Bubbles, it, it, bubbles. it gets more nuts than this. There's other characters in, in the planet Delaney as well. We'll get to in a moment. Or, in fact, no, it's actually my next point. It seems... <laughs> seems their leader is a telepathic baby called Mendrick that has a co-leader uh, AI called 355, and I've just put low afterwards. I mean, you just you couldn't make this up. Three... Absolutely bonkers characters running the planet, uh, a sentient volcano, a baby who's telepathic, and I've just got vibes of Mini Me from Austin Powers with this little baby yeah, yeah, talking yeah. telepathically. <laughs> and the AI. Did you, know the, uh, did you know there's a theme going on here on some of the episodes with the with the AI computer? Uh, there, was a pat, there was a past episode where they had a, a I don't remember the episode name, 
Mm-hmm. But uh, oh, it was the uh, supercomputer that was constantly trying to get plugged into the ship to take over. Oh, and, and it was uh, voiced by Jeffrey Coombs, if you remember rightly. Yeah, and it was really yeah. funny. But the funnier part, the best <laughs> part of that whole thing, was when they brought the computer to be put away into its prison cell or whatever you want to call it, yep. and they go and stick him in this little cubicle. And then as the camera pulls back, there's about fifty of these AI computers, all like him. That are all talking about, you know, like how they're going to take over the universe or whatever, or if they ever get out. And it's like, yeah. that was hilarious. And then again, you see it here. So I'm kind of like, oh, there's somebody Maybe. definitely got a thing. But they've done that Discovery in season two. So I really hope they don't do that again. But I do see that link, actually, man. Yeah, that's a very good shout. Uh, and I'm a big fan of Jeffrey Coombs, who's played so many Wayne, uh, Stran. To name a couple of characters, love the guy. He's he's right up there with the Martok uh, fellow for me. Um, we 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 go back again with to and fro. We go back again to the space elevator. Uh, Beckett sees the trouble that our uh, fearless uh, guys are up to on the planet and decides she's going against orders. She's going to go and save them. So she skydives down to the planet, and I'm getting vibes straight away of. Uh, the Star Trek reboot movie, Grey, yeah, where they, they yeah. skydive down there. You know, so you're seeing lots of little Easter eggs that, as long as they're done correctly and they're not just there for the sake of it, are actually entertaining mm-hmm. for me. But she skydives down, uh, gets about halfway down. <laughs> Reading my bullet points ahead of time and having a chuckle, guys, sorry. She skydives down, but Ransom comes out and goes, listen, I think you're right, we should probably go down and save the Rassies. Um how about you meet me at such and such? She's already committed. She's halfway down. She pulls her chute and goes, damn, smashes into the side of the space platform, gets up, uh, and then she's just cursing with the bleep machine on. That's another, I know you're not supposed yeah. to swear in Star Trek, but this is animated comedy for adults, so they bleep it out. You know, she's still swearing. She runs into the inside of the platform, looks at all the stairs, and it's just F-U-C-K. You know, it's just <laughs> bleeped out. Trevor's having a chuckle the whole time. She runs up the stairs, hits you know, hits up uh, an elevator, a lift, gets gra- uh, dragged up to the top very, very fast, and then she gets to the top. She is like a burst ball, grade basically. She bumps into ransom finally, um, but this whole time, you know, the swearing. I, I, I'm not used to swearing in Star Trek. I think I accept it in Lord Dex if it's bleeped out and it's done a, in a comical way like that. What do you think? Are you I, fussed yeah. about swearing in Star Trek? I, I because of what it is, and because it's that type of a of a comedy and a farce, yeah. then it doesn't bother me at all. In fact, if they they they, it's a necessary part for the cat, the, the doctor, because she does it all. <laughs> like a sailor, I mean, man. Exactly, and if she didn't, it would be like, what's wrong? This is her character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this okay. is this is very true. Um, and, and by I'm the dis- way, it, it, she wasn't in this whole episode, so I'm very disappointed. Yeah, she's not been in it much recently, actually. So I hope that's uh, resolved because I also love the the cat as well. It absolutely cracks me up. Um, but yeah, uh, moving on from there, um, we are uh, back with Boimler, um, and he picks up a 
Uh, he picks up a pad that's got more talk on it. I don't know why this pad's even here, Gray. And more yeah, talk. Yeah, for, like, yeah, it's like it's just convenient. What we're playing it's, a game in that room, so how did the pad get in there? It's futuristic yeah. uh, iPads now, Gray. That it, you know, any iPad if it recognizes the user's handprint, it plays the last thing. I don't know. I'm making this up, but yeah. Oh my! I'm I'm gonna throw that to. It's, it's a cartoon thing. <laughs> it's a so. cartoon thing. Yeah, we'll let them off of right. it. Um, yeah. But yeah, he picks it up. More talks on there, giving some speech or line from the game. Uh, to what Boimler's saying, Boimler's like, I can't do this kind of thing. And Martok's basically saying, pull the finger out, man up, face your fears, go, you know, go after him. And he, he, he then starts doing the whole Arnold Schwarzenegger thing from the end of Predator, the movie, where he yeah. starts fighting back and putting the war paint on, the bandana, getting the, the weapons ready, and- the pulse rifle out, the phase rifle out. Uh, and he goes out and gives a speech to to Cranstrike. You know, I'm fed up of being the hunted, and I'm going to take you down and bottom it. And before he even finishes his sentence, Cranch just got one of his spears. And he goes doink and throws it right into his shoulder. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The guy, the guy's in a lot of pain. But the next point, the next point, you absolutely love, Gray. You made a note on this. What happens when he's down on the deck with a spear in his uh, shoulder? What happens from this point? Yeah, when he comes down and throws it at him, and I was actually I was surprised at that scene, but it was hilarious. Yeah. I like when he goes over there and he goes, "Oh, you're going to kill me now! Please don't kill me." And he says, "We don't kill you. We we, we practice responsible catch and release." <laughs> and I'm like, "It's a fishing show. <laughs> it's a fishing you know? show, yeah." And it's like catch and release, and he's like, "Catch and release," and I was just like oh. cracking up. And then he pulls out the selfie. It looked like it looked like a futuristic uh, whatever iPhone. He goes like. Yeah. A picture like of him over the over the and then to rub it in though at when Bumler just you know passes out from blood loss or whatever, uh he just goes, Well, oh, maybe one more picture for the boys back home. Click <laughs> <Just> another one. <laughs> I was like, Whoa. Yeah, was, that yeah. was hilarious. It was great. Yeah. If they do comedy, they do they they have to do it the right way. That's all I ask. Yeah. They did it the right way this time for sure. Um yeah, but so so that's kind of more or less over now. Boimler passes out as he's getting tips from Branch uh, on how to be better prey, but he gave him high marks, I think, safe to say, Gray, done a really good job. Um, we, we then see Beckett finally meet up with Ransom after going up 10 million one stairs. Uh, and then Ransom going, I think you were right. I think we should go down and save them. Uh, the quickest way to go down is skydiving. <laughs> I just burst out laughing. Now, to give you guys context, I'm watching this yesterday on the coach back from... Uh, I was somewhere else yesterday coming back into Edinburgh, and I'm watching this, and it's quiet, and people... I'm burst out laughing on several occasions, and there's people around me just looking at me really, really weird. I'm like, it's Lord X, guys. Come on. Like, have you seen it? Uh, but I had a chuckle at this because they literally just get... Beckett just skydive minutes before then, uh, and now they're going to skydive again. But the, <laughs> they're both jumping down, skydiving still. Uh, Ransom's loving it. Beckett for like a moment there is sleeping. You hear her thrown away because she's so exhausted, and then she wakes up as soon as the uh, the parachute uh, releases, and she's good to go. And they, <laughs> as we're coming to a close, we get down to the planet, and uh, Ransom is like, "No, oh, they're about to be sacrificed." Um, but Ransom saves the day again by ripping off his shirt. Now, Gray, I don't know about you, but I think we'd all kill for at least one of his six-pack. Uh, the yeah. guy's always ripped, and at this time, it's glistening. 
I mean, it's yeah. literally glistening <laughs> his chest. I mean, I was in admiration and a bit sick at the same time. The thing <laughs> that was know? funny is those aliens call, called it, of course, they don't have the word six-pack, but they called it something, something, something tubes, or you you have really great blah, blah, blah tubes or something. I oh, yeah, funny. yeah, I, know, I noted down here, no, literally, uh, it's 355, the, uh, the co-leader, the robot thing, that says, wow, your lava tubes are perfect. Lava tubes. Okay. <laughs> That's funny, but you can imagine you can imagine uh, Universal Translator doing things like that because it might not know yeah. what that is, so it gives something equivalent to it. Love yeah. the tubes. I guess they kind of look like that. So yeah, he rips open the shirt and he's like, "Parley and uh, save the day." And you guys value a health society, do you not? And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, we kind of do actually above all else." Uh, and then he goes up and starts being diplomatic. Um, and I just had a chuckle at this because you know the baby's telepathically talking. The robots talking away as well. And then you've got the volcano erupting, doing its uh, sentient thing. Uh, and then we, we towards the end of the episode, at the close here, we have Beckett and Ransom having a heart-to-heart and kind of being nice to each other, Gray. I think, is it safe to say that it, things are thawing slightly between these two, but they're still... Are they frenemies now, maybe? We've got that far? Maybe not that far? I don't know if got, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's that far yet. But yeah, something's cracked a little, the ice. They've got a mutual respect maybe a little bit for yeah. each other, but they're not fans of each yeah. other. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then the very end, I like the way they end Lord X episodes. Last week's was funny. This week's is entertaining as well. We, have, we now have Bold Boimler. That's now what he's known as. Great. I, I hope it sticks. I don't think it will because it's Boimler. <laughs> <laughs> but he yeah. he he basically um, yeah, what have I got down here yeah they're playing the board game at the end yeah. the very very end the yeah they're playing this Martok game again um, and it's Martok being hilarious as well now you've written you've written down here uh, a little comment about uh, a line that you really liked Greg did you not yeah I thought that uh, he was bold bombler bom- bom- can pronounce it. Bowler is like getting ready to roll the dice. He says, "I'm bold Bowler now," and he throws the dice. And of course, then Martok comes on and says, "He says, you just, you just, uh, are you? Oh no, he was demanding blood wine from the bartender." Yeah, yeah. So then Martok sa- says, "He says, well, you, he says, you have just insulted the bartender or something." He rips your arm off and then kills you with your with your own arm. And he says, "But and and on top of that, it was not an honorable death since typically you died by your own hand." Yes, pun intended. That was such a great line. The way it was delivered by Martok was perfect. Yeah, you know, I mean, it was just—it just was so funny. You're, you're not uh, really bold anymore. It. So maybe the bold Boimler lasted a whole ten seconds or so before that line came about. Mm-hmm. But and then Galron's uh, sort of Galron Martok signs off but literally saying at the end, uh, to continue, please download the DLC uh, Dinner with Lady Lindor, uh, to which Rutherford just goes, oh man, come on, more DLCs than there is in the future in Star Trek than the, well, maybe the same as the future is, is now, Gray. Um, I, I'll i give this an 8 out of 10, uh, an improvement on last mm-hmm. week, uh, not the perfect episode, but I really I enjoyed this one. There was a lot of chuckles and laughs in the right places. There wasn't too many forced Easter eggs. What were your thoughts briefly, mm-hmm. Gray? Um, I kind of, the way I look at the series as a whole, I, I give it maybe a 7 out of 10. But mm-hmm. I give the comedic moments, these little little pieces that I call it, like like a 9. 
yeah, or even yeah, a ten, yeah. or even a ten, depending on what it is. Because yeah. when they just interject these things, especially when the cat does her thing and and uh, yeah. Rax will do his thing and a couple other things, it, some of those moments are great. And for this episode, the moment was the game for me. Yeah, I mean, it it just was so good. And even at the very very end, uh, when they, they took the shot of the Cerritos out, out outside in space, and they were getting they were kind of ending the episode. You still hear Martok giving like the disclaimer lines of the game. <laughs> yeah, he was saying like he was just doing like these, and, and remember, Ferengi tax are already applicable, applicable, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> so if you go back on the episode and listen to that, it's pretty funny how he sits there and does these disclaimer lines, just like they would, you know, in a yeah, real game or a real, yeah. And it was just like oh, all the way to the end. Yeah, and then just, I don't, so I'd almost forgotten that line. I'd almost forgotten that line, Greg. That was a nice little tidbit to actually end it. I guess the, the, the overall thing about um, Lord Dex for me, Greg, is... So what you've got to remember is this... I don't think it's fair to compare it too much to other shows because for me, it is yeah. animated, yes, but it's aimed to be an adult animated comedy, I guess, with Star Trek vibes in it. And for me, the the respect canon, that that's something this... this show does do unlike discovery at the start it respects canon it it pays homage to it it does the easter eggs and mm-hmm. stuff very much in the next generation voyager deep space nine era and i love that uh, but it does its own thing at the same time with comedy moments all throughout so that's why i'm a fan of that show um if you just kind of keep it on its own its own little bubble there in a way you, you enjoy it a lot more and that's why i chuckle at it because it just makes me laugh um, okay. But yeah, I am a fan of that episode overall. Uh, it's onwards and upwards as far as I'm concerned. I hope they, they keep going from strength to strength. I think there's nine episodes in this season, so we've got, what, seven more. We'll see how we go. Uh, apologies. Is that a set of ten? I, I, I think I remember reading this, or was it nine more? Maybe it was ten. Maybe, let's say nine or ten. Um, uh, apologies for the late release of episode one. It, we had some technical difficulties. We were both really busy. It didn't work out. I swear on a quick video of just myself going over episode one. And it's less because there's only just me. If I've got Grey to chew the fat with, it goes on longer. And that's our, that's our thing. It won't, there won't be just quick 10-minute videos because we break down the episode. We, we, die, we go in different well, tangents, don't we? We can't, talk, we can't talk 10 minutes on anything. No, that's true. No, no, no. That ten minutes can be just Gray's opinion on something or mine, and then you're waiting to jump in for a pause, you know. So, um, <laughs> but no, we di- we digress. That's the thing. We we go more in depth. So uh, hopefully you guys like that. But as always, you can always put comments down below if there's things you want to see or hear improvements. We don't pretend to be experts at this. We always welcome advice from other people because uh, you guys are listening to it or watching it so if we can entertain you more then great uh, okay great we will uh, wrap it up there uh, thank you for coming along uh, and do your usual Mr Gray and say goodbye to the people live long and prosper see you later guys take it easy bye bye